I'm tearing up. <laughs> it's just about hate. screamed right now, but I'm not even there. <laughs> now that's inspirational, Natalie. <laughs> I feel inspired today. Part two I, of I, this. Can, I could be here for another hour. <laughs> no. I always go, he winds up homeless on the street. It's my fault. <laughs> I don't know what got into my head, but I thought, I thought this thought, you know, if I'm working year-round, I might as well get paid year-round. <laughs> Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education and Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and subscribe today. Now, it's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Sweet Talk, the weekly podcast here at Idaho State University's Continuing Education and Workforce Training. I am Paul Dickey, your, uh, one of your co-hosts, um, the video instruction manager here at Sweet. And as always, I'm joined by Gary Salazar, our director. Gary, how are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Paul. I'm doing great. Uh, it's good to uh, join you again. We have a very nice podcast uh, coming up today. It kind of talks a little bit about, about what we do here in Sweet. So I, I'm excited to have that opportunity. Excellent. Excellent. And also joining us, as always, is Angie Wilhelm, our marketing person. Angie, how are you to this morning? We're filming, uh, recording this this morning. I'm doing very well. Thank you. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So, Gary, please, please introduce our fine guest that we have this morning. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, this is a bit of a combination thing. Uh, Angela is really one of our guests because we'll be talking about a, a, a topic that she has in common with uh, Shirley. Shirley is our, uh, is our, uh, our probably, I think Shirley's been with us uh, in suite the longest of anyone. No. Right, Shirley? No, not with sweet. Well, continuing education, right? Uh, Shirley, Shirley's been with us for a long time in continuing education. And when it merged with workforce training, it became sweet. She came across that as well. But uh, she's been doing something for a long time that Angela is now uh, also collaborating on with her and kind of a transition there of, uh, of uh, the catalog, this wonderful, amazing tool that we have. And so Shirley who is our continuing education coordinator. She handles all the lifelong learning classes and interactions with those groups. And she does all of the conferencing um, as part of that somewhere in there, you know, somewhere she inherited the catalog too, and has, uh, has been our subject matter expert on that. So as part of that transition of some of those responsibilities over to Angela, we thought it would be awesome to get the two of them on and talk about this catalog, which, uh, it, when I got here six years ago, uh, I found to be just an incredible tool. And, and this is an opportunity to let our audience know uh, a little bit more about it, what it does, you know, where it goes, and some of the background scenes of that. Thank you, Shirley, for joining us today, along with Angela to talk about catalog, which on the surface, I think might sound kind of boring, but you all don't realize how much fun these things are. Shirley has so much fun putting these together in the past, uh, the trials and tribulations and, and, and the uh, and, and the good parts of it, and, and Angela as well. So glad to have you both joining us and willing to talk about this today. By the yeah. way, Paul, yes. I'll let you know, 
you forgot to remind me, but I did start the timer. It is going. <laughs> <laughs> I look down and I go, oh my gosh, I forgot the timer, but subconsciously I hit that button. So we're off to a good start. It's, it's like a muscle memory now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies, so, welcome for joining us. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, I've worked here for uh, at uh, Sweet for about ten years now, mm -hmm. uh, and I've seen uh, you know Shirley take over the role of doing that catalog. And I always have had questions about that. Um, you know, I, I have a different um, job here, and I'm not really involved with the catalog portion. But why do we still do paper? Great question. You know, we've had some good conversations about that, but I I think as an opening. Let's talk about the paper part of our catalog. Shirley, yes. you have started with paper and we're still doing paper. From your viewpoint, what do you think? Why are we still doing paper? I think a lot of people, the older generation, maybe maybe those who are retired who looked at computer screens all their lives are like, I'm done with computers. I'm done with technology. Give me something to hang on to. Mm -hmm. um, that might be part of it. Uh, I think with the internet being so non-consistent um, here in Idaho, that perhaps that might be another reason. Um, I just think people like something to hang on to. And if it's a catalog, you know, they're gonna look at it and put it down. Uh, they're cleaning, they're gonna look at that catalog again and think, oh, I don't wanna throw this away yet and put it down uh, while they're, they have company, they may look through their, you know, what's on the coffee table and the catalog be picked up. Um, I think it's just something that they can actually hold, feel, and see. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Angela, what do you think? I mean, um, you're uh, from a different generation th than I am, and and you bring a different slant on things that, that is really, really good for us to hear. What do you think about paper catalog versus maybe something more digital? I think Shirley is spot on. And I'd like to say that we do have this online digitally for mm -hmm. people who do like to see it. Uh, and I would say that it even goes beyond the older generation. There's a, a terms called reach frequency and target market that you'll hear a, quite a bit in the marketing world. So your reach is how many people a particular marketing item goes out to. Frequency is how many times someone looks at that particular item. And of course, your target market are the people who are going to consume your particular product. With online marketing, which I believe uh, is dying, with online marketing, people are only going to see that particular ad uh, when they are engaged in an online platform. And for younger generations, of course, that's much more often than older generations. But it's also something that uh, maybe with like a, if you're not looking for that particular product or you're not spending a ton of money on ads that hit people constantly, they won't get that same frequency as a magazine that's laying on their table, right? Because that's constantly there. It's there whether, even when they are on their computer, it might be sitting next to them. So mm -hmm. uh, magazines tend to have a longer shelf life than something like a newspaper or a flyer that goes out into the mail. Uh, direct marketing also has a higher return. Um, so that direct marketing would be something that people get directly to themselves. You know, I so, kind of skipped mm -hmm. ahead here. Um, I, I, we didn't talk about what the function of the catalog is. So the function of the catalog is to promote our 
continuing education and workforce training classes that we have at SWEET. Um, so that would be even including the stuff that you have, uh, Paul, we do have ads in there for our apprenticeship programs, as well as our health programs, and then the hobby classes, which uh, makes up uh, the rest of the bulk. So in my opinion, those magazines provide such a um, wonderful marketing opportunity that I don't think we could get as well online. I don't mm -hmm. think that's true for every single market. Real estate, I think you're gonna see that uh, paper completely die out. And that's simply because if someone's looking for real estate, they know where to go, where they just may not be aware of a particular class that we're running. Maybe they're not aware we have uh, Hogwarts tea or a Downton Abbey tea or something they may be interested in. It's something that they can flip through casually. So it's something where we can create some awareness about that because our some of our classes stay the same and some of them change up. So if someone isn't engaged with our traditional marketing, uh, online marketing that is, uh, they can pick up this catalog. It also helps that the catalog reaches out to every household uh, in the city itself. Wow, wow. Yeah, you know, that, that brings up an interesting point. And Paul, thanks for uh, reminding us, you know, that, that was the basis uh, for, uh, for the catalog, getting the information out on, on the kinds of classes and and programs that we might have great marketing piece, certainly getting people to say, Hey, I want to go take that. Um, that was an important part. I should have started with that. Thank you, Paul. Uh, but a Angela, you brought up this, this good thing about the market and, and getting this thing out. Surely how many in, in, in your experience, how many households are we sending this catalog out to? As of today, it's 63,000. 63,000 different unique mailboxes, I guess is a good way of saying it, are getting this catalog. And some of those are residents, some of those are businesses, right? Right. Right. And so, you know, I, I, I'm ashamed to say, I don't remember what the population of uh, Pocatello, Chubbuck and all is, but I think we were pushing over 80,000 combined, right? It's roughly that. So if we're sending out 60,000 plus catalogs around our, our area, we're hitting a lot of people, but the catalog also goes beyond our two main towns here, doesn't it? Doesn't go down to some other towns? Goes to Blackfoot, um, and I don't know how far stuff it goes to Soda or Montpelier. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it goes that far, but mm -hmm. I know it goes to Blackfoot. Uh, we'll also get calls from surrounding areas like um, Idaho Falls. Now our catalog doesn't go that far. But we'll get um, calls where they want to see our catalog or <clears throat> they've been at somebody's house who has one and they'll call and ask, well, is there a continuing education in Idaho Falls? Do you know where I can take this class in Idaho Falls? And I have I direct them to the college there right. in IF because I and sometimes I can go online and find that college and see what they're looking for and see if they have it or not. But sometimes I just have them call because you never know it might spark an interest in that college to get something going. Right, right, good. And going back a second there, the conversation that kind of got started with Angela talking about, um, you know, digital and and hard copy. Um, we have, um, we do check how many people are coming to our classes through the student evaluations that we get. 
for those of you who don't know, we, we try to evaluate all of the classes and gain student feedback from them and say, well, how did, how did we do? How was the instructor? How was the class? Did you, did you learn what you were? Questions like that. But we also add this one question at the bottom of, how did you hear about this class? And, and we get to see all those evaluations. And, and, and generally, I've been keeping strict, strict numbers on this thing. I think we are now with, with Angela. But um, generally, it's, it's about 50% or so of people say, yeah, I got it. I became aware of the class through the catalog. So that's our online catalog. Maybe we should break that up and say, was it the digital catalog or was it the hard copy that you learned about it? But we're getting a lot of people who take our classes because they, like you said, they, they either met somebody who had a copy of the catalog or they had it delivered to them. And, and that's kind of reinforcing information for us to continue to do this, even though it's, it's not cheap to send this catalog out. Um, it, it, somebody else has to help put all this stuff together for us. Uh, somebody else then has to, uh, uh, get it published and then we have to get it mailed out. So it, it's an expensive venture to put out a catalog, what, two or three times a year, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So what is the most difficult part about producing the catalog? The most difficult part is getting your instructors to get back to you with the dates and times and how long they want a class and get you the description and did you change it from last semester? That's the hardest part of the catalog. Mm -hmm. Finding people who want to come teach a class for us and, and, and the people who want to teach classes, where do they come from? They come just from the university or what? They come from all over. Um, we'll have some university personnel who would like you know, they've got a talent, they've got a hobby they like to share, or it's sometimes it's community. Um, they are retired in some field, English or Spanish, and they'll want to teach an English class or a Spanish class, or they love to cook and they've got um, ethnic dishes like Chinese or Russian or um, Italian dishes that they want to share that perhaps their grandmother cooked when they were young. So they's all over. Right. And, and we, we, we think, uh, I think we have a, a fair grasp of, hey, these are good classes that we think there's interest in. But sometimes we get surprised too uh, that, oh my gosh, this took off. Uh, and, and the one that stands out to me is when Jenna was here and it was that Hogwarts mm -hmm. camp I, I just, I said, this is not going to go, but was amazed at how many people wanted to take that class and kept coming back. That was very popular. And it wasn't only the younger, the below 18, it was those that were 18 and older that mm -hmm. we had a class for them with the Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. And we did that one for probably two, two and a half years. Well, probably up until 2019. And then yeah. 2020 hit. So, yeah. <laughs> And that was uh that class started with uh, someone from the community approaching us and no, saying that actually no? she worked here on campus. Worked here on campus. Yeah, it, she was in the English department and she loved Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was pretty cool. It was I so mean, much she fun. went as far as um, making shirts, the Harry Potter shirts out of the Harry Potter fabric. Uh, she would send out letters to the students and um, she asked if we, some way we could find a seal. So we went and bought some, um, the wax that they sealed letters with back in 1500. 
And then I, I'm, I'm a seamstress, so I went to the fabric store and was looking at all sorts of um, different buttons and found one that had like a, um, what do you want to call them? Like an emblem on it. And so we would melt the wax and put the, pour the wax on the envelope and put the button on it so it looked like it had a, a seal. Wow. And we uh, we got special paper, I think, for it, special envelopes to make it special to the kids. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was fun to do. I mean, yeah, so, it was a lot of work, but there's a lot so of giggles that came out of it. <laughs> that was, uh, that looks, sounds like it was the instructor and or and um, you working together to make a really good experience for the people who took that. Yeah, yeah. my front office had a lot to do with it too. So wow. it was a joint wow. effort. Yes. And then we, um, for the sign, because we changed locations, we put signs up and we had um, somebody brought in an owl and I we put it on a broomstick and taped it. So there was an owl because that was one of the animals that was in the, the stories. So we we tried to make it fun, you know. It, it wasn't a real owl you taped on a broomstick, was no, it? No, it was not a real owl. <laughs> Sorry. So, so how do you describe that in the catalog? Because it sounds like that's a kind of a, a more enriching experience than you can put in one tiny paragraph. We um, put you might want to call it a teaser, maybe in the in the catalog, and then we'll put for more information. Go to CE Train. .isu.edu and go to the website and get a more in-depth description of the class. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we did that this for the last couple of semesters. I have a, what they call a round dance and it's part of a, a square dance. Um, it's where it's a choreographed ballroom uh, dance, but you have someone who cues you and tells you what steps to take. Anyway, she had this nice big, long, elaborate um, description and between Angela and I, we cut it down to about a third mm -hmm. and then put in there for more information, go to the website. Same thing with our sewing classes that we did. So, Oh, that's that's kind of neat using the paper to basically give that short description, but then elaborate further on yeah. a wider description mm -hmm. on the Web page. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Making mm -hmm. paper and digital work together. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and the catalog is, is fun in a lot of ways for classes like that, but we also use it to put information out about a lot of the different uh, professional yes. classes or the workforce training classes too. I mean, certainly we advertise um, Paul's uh, apprenticeship classes. I think we got some blurbs in there. We have some online partners that we put in there mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, folks who are interested in something that maybe we don't teach, but they can find it online somewhere else. Uh, we get some of that and, and that adds a, a little bit of a richness, I think of diversity to what we're offered. So people, have choices uh, when they're looking for things in, in your experience surely what what was what was the most what was the biggest selling class if i can put it that way what was the most popular class that you think you, we've had i want to well i want to say hogwarts hogwarts was okay yes because it ran for two and a half years and once we got the even from the get-go we didn't have to, you know, brave to see if it was going to run or not. It always ran. Mm -hmm. So it was just, I would say it was the longest running um, class. And maybe that's kind of up there with the junior firefighter uh, camp that we did. Oh, yeah. I you can see that. how the first class, you know, you had the minimum and then how it had grown. But mm -hmm. I want to say the Hogwarts. 
Yeah, in, in many, many ways, this is a, a wonderful mirror of suite is that that catalog, you know, because it reflects so many of the different areas that we go into. Uh, we, we allow others to who are very interested in doing something as a as a class come on in, they talk with you or an Angela now, and mm -hmm. say, Hey, I want to offer this. And what do you think? When somebody comes in and says, I've got this great idea for a class, you know, what are you looking for? We look at what the class could offer. Um, we ask them to bring in a, like a class syllabus. Um, sometimes we'll ask them to do a short demonstration mm -hmm. of the class of what they're going to present. And then sometimes, you know, after they leave, we talk amongst ourselves. And sometimes it's just not quite would fit in our in our little ball. Um, Sometimes we've had to tell instructors that we don't think this would fit in our catalog for sure. right now. It's not the right offering at the time. Yeah, yeah. I can remember about three classes we've done it too. But. Yeah. You know, sometimes somebody has a great idea, though. I mean, we, we're not the only game in town, so to speak. Exactly. There could be somebody else out there who could use uh, someone to teach a class yeah. like that, and we can refer them to. Yeah, sometimes um, I'll suggest a school district if it's uh, an educational class or um, and then if it's like right. a book reading or something, I would refer them to the uh, public library, Marshall Public Library. Right. Well, that's another good job, option, yeah. too. Yes. Another way of getting it to those who visit the library if it's a book reading or something. Yeah. Angela, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> we we kind of no. we have already gone past 20 minutes. This, no. this topic is just flowing. Yes. <laughs> Angela, before we, we, we go into towards our close, we, we got to talk about, you know, a little bit of the future of our catalog. You're working on one right now. This is for the spring, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. How's that how's that shaping up for you? Are is it coming along uh on, on schedule for you? Are you seeing uh some areas that we need to to you know call back to people on or, or what? How's this going? I definitely I think it is on schedule. There are people I do need to call back on. Um and that goes with Shirley. I've been I you know, previous to this I uh produced magazines throughout the Northwest, and that's mm -hmm. that's kind of common in all publications where you're dealing with a considerable amount of clients to get information in. Uh, some of them, if they've been doing it for a really long time, know exactly what you need and um, can get you it early. Um, and I would say also it comes back to that generation of people who may not be used to uh, using computer computers or mm -hmm. digital media. Sometimes you just have to, people are busy. Most of the people who run these classes have full-time jobs other than the classes they run. So there's always a few people that you just need to remind to get some of their stuff in. But, you know, we've got a couple more weeks before it's like hard press that we have to get it out to our publisher. So I do believe that we will be on time. Excellent. You know, as and as we do close this up here, is there is there a message or anything you'd like to say to anybody out there who might be listening and say about our catalog, maybe uh, what, what you're looking for or have them call you? How could they reach out to you if they want to get more, more information? They can email Angela Wilhelm, A-N-G-E-L-A-W-I-L-H-E-L-M at isu.edu, or they can give us a call. Paul's got all the information he typically gives at the end. You can yeah. also go to cetrain.isu.edu to check out some of the classes that we have um, already. Um, and our uh, 
catalogs will hit mailboxes in December or spring oh, catalogs. Wow. Wow, great. Um, thank you, Angela. Shirley, uh, thank you. Um, I, I think between the two of you, we've really built up a team who's helping produce uh, what I think is, is an amazing, wonderful product. And by the way, I am quoting somebody when I when I say amazing. This is just my feeling. I've heard that comment out in town. Uh, it, it does provide great a great tool as part of a suite's outreach. If it gets us people to come on and, and, and teach, uh, it's a great connecting connector for the university, and uh, I, I think it fulfills the need right now. Thank you both for what you are doing. It's a huge, it's a huge part of uh, of uh, our outreach, a huge part of what we do here, and I look forward to uh, continuing this amazing and marvelous effort. Paul, um, sorry, man, we've got. <coughs> I, I know. Quick. I know. So um, you know, when I'm out in the community, uh, some of the shortcuts I. I, I make when I uh, try to um, uh, connect people with what, what I do is say, hey, you know that catalog you that you yeah. get in the mail. And the, then there's that instant recognition and go, oh, that's you. Yeah, um, that's exactly right. People <laughs> recognize us because of the catalog. <laughs> it, it's a great tool for that. It, it is, it is. So speaking of that catalog, if you would like to look at the digital version of the catalog, you can get that on our website at cetrain.isu.edu. Uh, Angie also mentioned that you can reach out to us at the email at cetrain.isu.edu. And if you want to give us a call about, hey, when is that catalog coming out? Uh, you can call us at 208-282-3372. Gary, Angie, always thank you so much. And Shirley, thank you for joining us yeah. today. Yeah, surely the wealth of information. Uh, no, amazing resource. Really. Yes. Someone yeah. told me at one time, at least, I knew where the dead bodies were buried. <laughs> <laughs> let's I'm just sure say that. Good. Let's say that's a dead catalog. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Hey, thank uh, you, everybody. Y'all be safe out there. Be safe. Bye.